Education. This is Julie Daniel Davis. And today I have with me Chris Emerling. And honestly, we were on a call just getting to know each other and his passion for voice and the possibility of how it can impact education was so exciting that I felt like I was talking to myself. Um, so Chris, welcome. Please introduce yourself to my uh, listeners and tell us a little bit about who you are. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. It's been a pleasure getting to know you the last 25 minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, my name is Christopher Emerling. I'm a fifth-year doctoral student at University of Illinois in Chicago. Uh, I My focus is uh, special education, assistive technology. I've worked in schools for the last 10 years, uh, currently running an assistive technology grant at the school, preparing special education teachers to become fluent in innovative and progressive technology to meet the needs of their students. Uh, I became interested in voice uh, about a year and a half ago, watching my nephew's little boys interact with this device in their environment. And it was super interesting just to observe them because they, they were able to orientate themselves towards this AI that, that really nobody trains you on to use. And while sometimes they were incorrect, they were able to figure it out. And there were certain pitfalls here and there, but they were able to figure it out. And initially, I was like, okay, I'm just going to buy this for my own home environment, mm -hmm. not think anything of it. Uh, and then started playing with my Siri on my phone, and I recognized that Siri was able to pick up Alexa, and Alexa was able to pick up Siri. And, and while they weren't able to have a full conversation, they were able to hear each other. And I was like... Right. Initially, my thought was Ogcom, students with Ogcom. And explain that to people. Yes, totally. So um, Ogcom, so an alternative augmentative communication device. So for students or adults or individuals that are unable to use voice as their primary mode of communication, use a device that uh, is a computer-automated voice. And that is how they communicate with their environment and others in the world. And right. I immediately was like, oh, that uses very similar wavelengths, right? It must use very similar wavelengths as the Alexa and everything. So I was talking to some speech paths and I was like, have you ever thought about this? Have you ever thought about this with your students? And they tried it out and it worked. And it was, and it could make you well up crying thinking about yeah. it because the moment that, that, that was confirmed, the ability for a student to be able to use an Alexa device to access the world in a way that they truly have not been able to, or a Google device, but have not been able to, it's just amazing because it creates autonomy. And sure. my whole thing was, you're going to be able to call your parents. And those families are going to be able to have an experience that they truly never had before, where you can call your child on their cup or their... A, their adult family member on their all-comp can use the Alexa device to call them. And I, at that moment, was like, okay, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. I'm not in a, a, a speech path. I, I am not super fluent in AAC. So I am a special educator by trade and assistive technologist. So that is the area that I'm in. But yeah, that was, that was a start for it for me. That's what really got me rolling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't even fathom what it would be like I had a, a father-in-law that um, was not able to speak after a stroke and use this type of assistive technology. But to be able to call his wife yeah. and use that device 
would have been huge. Um, And I mean, this was several years ago. I think what you're sharing is what I've seen is that niche um, market in education. (coughs) Excuse me. Is really making a difference. Absolutely. Oh my God. I can only, to me, what excites me so much about voice and these forty dollar on the on the low end all the way up to to a little bit over a hundred depending upon the device that you purchase can we can marshal in pedagogically sound practices into environments that traditionally educators were not able to have access to we can we can reinforce the school to home pipeline in ways that that we have only dreamed about um, and I think that's really the coolest thing, the, the most interesting thing. And with my population, personalized learning is the, is the game, right? Special right. education is all about personalization. And these devices have the capability to provide personalization for students with disabilities and adults with disabilities, but in a way that really reinforces the skills and the strategies that a teacher is working on in the in in school in the classroom into now the home setting and what i'm finding is again so backtracking a little bit so again with it this is still a new area that i'm going into the interest is there the, the interest is there with teachers then people can initially buy into it i think people are a little bit scared of the possibility of putting these devices in a room with a vulnerable population I, I think you we've kind of touched upon yeah. that. And we've talked about that because it is a profit-driven device. Yes. Um, there is that trustworthiness that is lacking. What I love sharing about your story, Christopher, and, and just about your uh, passion for it, like you're, you're, you have that ability to see the possibilities, yeah. and that's where I'm at too. Um, I love sharing your story so that others can hear, wow, what if? Yeah. Because you can see it. I have been saying this all along. The potential is great. I feel like I've got this person on my side now that we can walk arm in arm into the world saying, yes, this is the future. We're going to take on the world, Julie. Yeah, yeah that's right. So this, that being said, I think we're both at the same place where, but we've got to get a device that feels trustworthy to place in these classrooms to make that kind of a difference. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So how would you, okay, I'm going to give you an opportunity to send forth a message to these companies. What would you ask of them? It, I, I mean, the, the data mining and then, and then trapping data of students, it's just, it, it's not, it's not something that, any educator, any administrator is ever going. Other dev- there's safeguards in place. We can remove and we can delete the chat. We can delete uh, the the intents that have been made. But there still feels like there needs to be more, right? These are vulnerable populations. We know as teachers, we know as educators that we are not able to even talk about our students in an open setting. We are not able to even talk about their disabilities, especially in my field, and it, to, a, right. to a large group of people. These are protected students. And to access a technology that's cutting edge and innovative, it would be a disservice not to do something that allows them as well to enhance the 
their education first and foremost, and then eventually enhance their quality of life once they age out and become adults. And I yeah. think, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. <laughs> I don't know if you, um, Amazon did an announcement last week where they talked about their new, um, new hardware products. And one of the things they also announced is learning people's voices so that they knew immediately who that was talking. Whoa, I want that in the classroom, but I can't. Right. And so it's things like that, that I would love to see benefit our students in a way that could be mind blowing for personalization and education uh, to really help forward in this realm. You heard it here, guys. Uh, Chris Emmerling, future PhD, is requesting for the special ed population a way to really enhance learning with voice technology. Oh, I think it's the future. It's, I'm sorry, it's the future. It's it's absolutely the future. I, I created a skill for, uh, in, in education and those educators out there that are listening, but the idea of a task analysis or chaining, okay. Uh, the idea of task analysis or chaining where you break items up into a small, small segment. Uh, I've been able to do that for brushing teeth and washing hands where students can now access these skills and, and have the self-regulation to move through these skills independently, but really reinforce in their home environment. I think this is the future for special ed, at least a support for, for the future of special education. 100% agree with you. Thank you for being with me. I look forward for, to us collaborating more in the future, and I enjoy your passion so very much. I appreciate your time. Great. Thanks so much.